This is The View from Tab. I'm Jim Menick. I'm John Cruz. I'm Chris Palmer. And I'm Mike Beats. And we are together again for the first time in a long time. And uh, there's been uh, a whole summer going on. And the latest thing that has been discussed, some people might say discussed to death, is uh, the whole issue of case disclosure. I have questions. I have questions that people sent me. I was writing about this on my blog, and a lot of people, no, a few people, had some specific questions that they wanted to be asked on this podcast. And as I say, I have some questions myself, but you guys, uh, at least two of you, have just come back from Green Hill, where there was uh, forced, forced, mandatory case disclosure. So what was the story? How, what, anything happened with that? How did it go? What, what was, what's the story? Uh, Do you want to start, John? Yeah. Oh, I guess I can start. I mean, uh, I'll say that for me, it was no different than it does at every tournament. We don't stress about it. We just, when their kids are done debating, we, in a timely fashion, just try to put up what we, what we ran and, and, uh, before we debated someone, we took a look and see what they were what they were running, and talked about it a little bit, and that's about it. Um, no big. There, there was no big drama. It didn't seem like there was drama uh, during the tournament from anywhere. Uh, I, I mean, but you know, we sort of sequestered ourselves away from. I, we weren't in the cafeteria where most people were hanging out. So, um, but from what I could understand, there was no real drama about uh, the disclosure that took place. It seemed like everyone participated. I didn't, Aaron didn't, uh, Aaron Timmons didn't come complain to me about people not disclosing and I didn't hear of anyone not disclosing. So it, it seemed to be fine. I, okay, I don't. You're theoretically the big program. Theoretically speaking, yeah. yes, we're right. the big program. That John, I mean, how many, huh? John, when you went down there, I mean, hmm? did, were there other who who was judging for you? Did you bring any assistance? Or did uh, I you? did. Uh, Andrew Wax uh, came with us. Uh, both Andrew and I were in the judging pool for LD. Um, I mean, I guess by the standards of what people are defining as a big program, we would be a big program. We had a uh, matinee working at uh, back in New York. Uh, I guess working quote unquote. If we if somebody had a question or an idea to be bounced off, uh, Matt was there. Um, we brought three kids in total as well. And, uh, my observation of it was, I thought went really well, uh, overall. I mean, we're having mandatory disclosure at Bronx science as well at our tournament. Uh, and I actually thought what Greenhill did for the most part, uh, was a model of what I would be doing. Uh, there are a couple of things here and there that I'd probably tweak, uh, some stuff that had to do with, um, the wiki running a little sluggishly in the beginning, which I don't really think was Aaron's fault or anyone's fault in particular. Um, I think it just was heavy traffic and something that the, the you know, we sorted out later on as we look at what uh, technical stuff with the wiki. Um, something I was really impressed by, and I actually told Aaron this directly, uh, and it's something that I want to model in my own tournament, is I thought that the Green Hill students who went around, I guess, to quote-unquote enforce the policy to inform people if they hadn't posted something online that they needed to post it, they were, from what I could see, uniformly polite and enthusiastic. Good. Nothing felt uh, like people were being threatened or anything punitive was going to happen. Uh, for the most part, students went around and said, you know, um, I just want to let you know that you, you know, uh, your affirmative isn't up yet on the wiki. Could you please post it up? You know, that was about it. And, and from what I could tell, I didn't see any serious drama. And, for, and the other thing that I think should be noted is that I thought that the results showed a very healthy diversity of program styles and approaches. By my count, there were at least 12, if not 13, quote-unquote, lone wolf, non-machine, small school debaters. You know, I guess it depends on what your definition of these things are. But it seemed to me like the case list did not destroy the success of small teams, quote-unquote, or uh, any particular style of debate. Okay, I have... My own team was... I had Mm -hmm. two kids there, and I wasn't there, and I didn't have any assistance there. And I, um, 
I may have been available to them, but they know better than to ask me what to do. So um, I asked them when they got back, I mean, what was it to them? And their response was a disappointing, uh, but virtually unnoticeable. Um, now, I don't know if that's good or bad, cause considering... I don't know uh, what you mean by uh, that. They, said they was... didn't notice any difference oh, in this tournament it, it. Um, than any other tournament in terms of... Hmm? I mean, the disclosure made no difference to them. So, I mean, if, in fact, we're doing this to advantage them somehow they didn't get any advantage but nor did they get any particular disadvantage um but i mean this brings the question i have and i'd like uh, the two of you to answer mm -hmm. this for me i know what my kids did but it seems to me that for the most part people are disclosing what they did and not what they're going to do that's right now that's right. what is um, now, I say I've been until I came to this conclusion when I was writing up my blog that this is what we were talking about. I really thought that disclosure was going to be so I could look and see what you run, and then mm -hmm. I would be prepared for this. Um, and uh, apparently, that's not what it's about at all. Um, well, I, I'll just say one quick point in here. I don't know, I'm sure Beats has thoughts on this as well. Um, I mean, I've heard people make the argument that you should disclose everything that you may run as well. I guess my perspective on this is that this is an issue of public domain types of things. In other words, uh, once you speak out in a public forum, once you, once you run your case for the first time, it's now on the public record. Before that, in my mind, it's a work in progress. I'm not sure if that distinction makes total sense to people, but to me, that's actually a pretty clear distinction. I'm in fine words, with that distinction. Hmm? I just don't see what the value of it is. I'm not sure what you mean by that. Okay, I ran something. Mm -hmm. And then I'm thinking, you know, I know that I was judged by uh, Joe Blow here, and he's an assistant coach for so-and-so. I'm going to hit mm -hmm. him. So I got another app. I'm going to run that next time. Um, what? I hear clicking. It seems to be Chris. It's a cha-cha. Uh, Chris? I think something's wrong with Chris's microphone. Or he's lodging a protest against this question. <laughs> My guess is that his com that his computer froze. Uh, so uh, I think well, that you should mercifully disconnect Chris yeah, unless he's he did. Stuck. I think okay. he did. Okay. okay. Uh, to to get to your question, Jim. Yeah. Um, I think in in an ideal world, um, we would probably uh, disclose everything in advance. We would. Um, I don't think that there's a huge difference in benefit. Um, and in fact, I think that if everyone did disclose potentially, I mean, if you run an affirmative case where you swap out different cards or mm -hmm. swap out the, you know, diff, you know, literally sentences or pieces of evidence, you would just overwhelm um, any would-be preppers um, with 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 stuff. So, uh, so two points. One, I agree with John that it's a public domain issue. I think that there is benefit to the idea that it's not just kept to the people who saw the case to know right. what's being run. That well, hold way, on just a second. Let I me mean, get Chris back in here. No, I'm, I'm back. Oh, he is back. Oh, okay, good. Go. Welcome back. Okay. Yeah, I um, okay, unplugged continue. the headset and put it back in. It was yeah. fine. Okay. Uh, it's not just the... Um, so it's not just the people that saw the case mm -hmm. um, or the judge or the, you know, the judge, the opponent, any spectator that get access to what was being said because, you know, in that instance, the bigger school, the... The, 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 the team that has more judges in the pool, the more friends that you have, et cetera, that, that uh, information uh, is, is um, uh, available to everyone. It's not, it's not privy just to the people in the round, which you know, has implications in itself of, of, of big programs and so on, it, the multiplier effect. I mean, mm -hmm. I'll add to what John said about the effect of, of, of this weekend, too. I had no one from another school coming up to us at our table and saying, do you know what so-and-so is running? Yes, same. And, um, which was which was pleasant in itself. Um, <laughs> that's actually uh, I didn't even think about that, but that's very true. That's well, which very... is one of my huge reasons why I like disclosures mm -hmm. because you don't have groups of friends all sitting around together, you know, those being the in crowd and those being the out crowd or or two crowds prepping against each other. Um, this the, the, there's just no need for that really um, or sharing their information uh, the other the other reason then to go back to Jim's question is into why um, I still think there's benefit to having the post round disclosure is um, uh, that I, I don't know how would you that would eliminate any ability to change your stuff during a tournament so that if something was crappy 
uh, in round one and you want to change it before round three, um, you know, you you wouldn't really be able to because, you know, you couldn't, you, you would have to change it and then give fair enough time. You'd have to change it so quickly you wouldn't be able to prep for your next negative round if it was an affirmative. Uh, which is uh, a logical thing. I mean, if I go to a tournament, presumably I'm always polishing my cases, working on them, and if something doesn't fly, changing it and things like that. I guess part of what I'm saying is that uh, it is a lot less, I mean, at least this aspect of it, and I want to ask Chris about the mm -hmm. other aspect of it, but I mean, this aspect of it um, is a lot less volatile than I had thought, or, and, uh, and frankly, a lot less meaningful um, than I had thought. I mean, it's good to have this stuff out, and at some point, I would imagine that at Bronx, mm -hmm. um, the disclosure uh, would be um, less, um, well, flexible. I mean, people are, are not going to run a lot of different things as they might at the very first tournament. Um, I actually don't know if I agree with that. I mean, it, for most people, our tournament is going to be the final. Well, well, it's, it's sort of an interesting thing to mm -hmm. think about, right? Because the two tournaments that are doing disclosure on this topic, right, on the September-October topic, are, the, are for what is for many people the first tournament and then what is for many people the final tournament, right? So it will. I think it will be interesting to see what will happen at Bronx Science because at our tournament – um, people will have disclosed everything they've run on the topic thus far. Yeah, so by the time we get to your tournament, yeah. everybody knows everything. If you know uh, what I mean, I it's going to be hard I, I, to come up with a really mm -hmm. radically new position on the sure. topic. But it should be interesting to see if if the case list, you know, mm -hmm. as it is, has any kind of effect on people breaking new positions and whatnot. I, I mean, a lot I, of the uh, people we'll who were complaining about this whole idea. Mm -hmm. Where I think maybe coming at it from my point as well, which is obviously not a good point to come from, which is, you know, you go there and you're, and you're working on this stuff all the time. And mm -hmm. this very much makes you an automaton to have to read a case. And that's just not true. I mean, it's just. I don't um, think this was true at all. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm that's like curious, a misunderstanding that I'm you know, coming from. So the Henhud team, for those who are listening, traveled with us, to, with, with Bronx Science in the tournament. Um, I. I I'm not aware of what, if Sophie and Zach used the case list at all to prep. Are you saying that they didn't? Is that what they were saying, that they never looked at it? No, or? they might have looked at it a little bit. I mean, but um, they didn't feel that it was giving them any great advantage, nor, I mean, more to the point that they feel particularly disadvantaged mm -hmm. by having. So this was, I think, the big fear was that they would sure. go and that, okay, their case is known to you and to um, your kids and to uh, Matt and to mm -hmm. Andrew. So there's like six people that know their case. Whereas, sure. and at that tournament, it's them. I, you know, I so know. this is giving them an advantage, but that's not really true. You know, I, I and I certainly do, don't want to single out students, but I think that it, it's. It, I, I'm just interested to hear that point uh, in particular because Sophie, the student uh, in question uh, from Henhud, uh, did. Did very well, and and was somebody who was very opposed to caseless. I mean, she might still be opposed to caseless. I can, she'll let us know. Uh, but I think that's interesting because, like I said, a lot of students who I self-identify as smaller school teams or uh, less connected teams and whatnot did very well at the tournament. Sophie broke, was in the bid round, got a speaker award. I mean, I think that you know, I think that's just. It's interesting that you're saying that you didn't feel disadvantaged. I'm glad. I, I am glad to hear. I mean, I'm glad just, by that because yeah. I, I just I just think that it's not. It's not uh, – I, I never wanted to overstate the benefit of it beyond um, sort of the, the atmosphere that would be caught mm -hmm. at the tournament. I mean it's, it's – I, I think that it's good for the community if things are just open. And, um, yeah, I mean, what you're saying the, before is that some people have the resources and some don't. And then you get to be the place I got to go to get – yeah, you can. You can. I mean, they yeah. they could. They could. They could. They could see what Sophie could have looked and saw what Jake ran. He didn't run anything new. We didn't change anything, and and that's a good thing that she could take a look in case we were running something odd. I mean, but this was one of the points that you made in your original uh, piece in yeah. the classroom, which was yeah, you know, think, the building of two it, communities or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, think that, I thought yeah. that piece was very good from Beats. I really liked that piece a lot. It it uh it I just don't I think that it, it it um I'm glad it turned out how it did because there could have been a lot more dr as in last year there could have been a lot more drama involved mm -hmm. with it of people not knowing I think that a lot of it was just if you can make the implementation right 
and the mm-hmm. implementation not uh, burdensome, um, mm-hmm. then um, and 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 the only issues was that the internet was down during rounds one and two. Um, but even then, people weren't freaking out. I mean, AT wasn't freaking out trying to send around pieces of paper or making mm-hmm. people come to the tab room and and uh, submit what they had. It, it was a very uh, laid back and sort of um, it, the feeling yeah. was not one of of this was this was something that was um, uh, draconian. It was just yeah, very. I, it, it was very and, and it, you know, I, I it just seemed. Completely unintrusive to us. I, anyway. I, I thought also that uh, the I, that this system that AT set up that had uh, you email your case outline to an email, a Greenhill email address as well as posting it on the wiki was was good because actually what that ended up doing when the internet kept freezing up or when the wiki was messing up at the very beginning there was a there was a backup system right mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and and great. I thought that was pretty neat that he deployed a student or two to help you know to, to help keep that up. It's something that I'll definitely be doing. Was the pr- problem because their wireless was was freaking out I'm on them? I'm not sure. Yeah. I think it's part of it, but it, I, it looked like for a bit, like the wiki itself was being somewhat overloaded. And I, I know that's something that, I, you know, I'm on the board of the NDC and we had a meeting during the tournament. That's something that we're going to address as well, just I to mean, make how sure. How many people did? You're talking uh, 200 people, 300 Well, it's people. not that, right. It's not. No, I don't the know wireless was going no. down. The wireless internet yeah. was going down. That's true. But yeah, there was, I can't there see was the a, wiki not being able to handle 300 no, no, no. people there, there was, I think there was something where it, it may have just been that everyone was trying to edit it at once. That people yeah, got it has to, to do more use. with the refreshing and the editing. Right. Because, you know, especially the wiki, when, when there's a communal editing thing and people are trying to add their names onto a page and then people are yeah, editing yeah. versions of pages all at the yeah. same time, that can be a bit of an issue. And, uh, you know, the... The long-term thing, and I, I don't mean this in a sarcastic way at all, but the long-term thing is if that if people feel more comfortable disclosing, they won't all be adding their names to the case list at the tournament itself. It'll be something that people just get into the habit of doing ahead of time if this were to catch on. Well, I mean, already, I mean, how many people that were Green Hill are going to be at Bronx? Let's say 50% sure. easily. So you know, half the people are already there, if not more. So that eliminates itself. Um, well, that's one of the questions that came up. But I, I want to get to... Um, the other half of this, uh, maybe this is the time. I had a question it. before we yeah. wander into my okay. territory, as it right. were, is how much of the angst and drama mm-hmm. of the whole question do you guys think was derived from a perception that this was being imposed from without the, without outside of the community or imposed on people by other people who belong to a different group, be it? Aaron Timmons, who has a policy background and therefore taking this policy-ish thing and foisting it on the LD community or big schools foisting it on small schools. Do you think that that was a big factor in everybody kind of freaking out a little bit about it at first? I think that was the reason why everyone was freaking out personally. I'll just go right out and say that. I don't know if Beats agrees, but I definitely think that that's why. I, I think that's why. I also think that um, we've had a year of discussion about it too. I mean – uh, since uh, one year ago this week, or whenever Green Hill was last year, um, this has been a pretty hot topic, and it's been debated both publicly and privately through emails, through IMs, through um, at debate tournaments. Um, in the rostrum? It, yeah, in the rostrum. Yeah. It's, been, it's been out there for people to digest a little bit, and... and um, and and uh, I think that that probably had a whole lot to do with. Well, I think we also have to add also, in uh, that the you know one thing for Greenhill to do, another thing for Bronx and Greenhill to do it. Now it starts to resonate, and I think it has more impact. Probably true. Yep. So it is that, only there is only so far it can go though, because a lot of tournament sites won't be able to provide internet access and that's right. And whatnot, that's right. So so um, there is a sort of natural limit to it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think well, that the, oh, sorry. Oh, go, go the fact that, that AT um, was was putting out how to format it, all that stuff was sort of last year when we arrived at the Green Hill tournament, very few schools knew what it even meant to disclose. What what do you mean? I mean, what do I put up there? They, there was a lot of just questions about format, um, requirements and those mm-hmm. sorts of things. Now it seemed like given that last year a lot of teams disclosed you know, just voluntarily, there seems to be an understanding of the format and what's expected to be up there, et cetera. So uh, there isn't that same, the, the level of confusion, it wasn't as onerous on teams to do it because everyone just sort of 
knew how to, I, I shouldn't take it, I shouldn't say everyone, 95, 90% of people just sort of knew how to do it sure. anyway. And I think I, I get the impression, uh, you know, because this is something we do in our team, both in LD and policy. It's something that for my own tournament, I'm going to send out a reminder a week in advance to recommend to people that they do this. I think that some people, you know, most people probably came with outlines of their cases already done, as would be the most expedient, you know, uh, manner of disclosing. So that way you're not taking time at the tournament itself to outline your case because you already know that you're going to be disclosing it. Uh, and I think that removes some of the onerous nature of the posting as well. So as a corollary to that, do you think it was the right way to go about it? Like, say you're the director of a large tournament that happens early in the year, like no one in this room is, right? Um, and you have an idea for innovation. Is it better to force it through and just see what happens and have data to speak from? Or do you think that we should have had the discussion and then this year's Green Hill begins mm -hmm. the disclosure, not last year's Green Hill kicking it off by enforcing it? I think that... Uh, and I'm going to say this from the perspective of somebody who's implementing this at his tournament. I, I think that the disclosure – well, I, I'll say two things. I think the first thing is that uh, I think it's completely within the tournament director's right, uh, rights to, to implement whatever he or she, uh, she sees fit. And the community has the ability to go to a tournament or not go to it. Um, people can say that nobody's going to boycott a major tournament, but I don't think that's really true. I mean not all tournaments that are major tournaments today were major tournaments 10 years ago, even five years ago. Uh, you know, people's – uh, feelings about tournaments change over time. So the community always has the ability to not attend something that they don't want to attend. Uh, so, so that's the first thing. I think that a tournament director has the right to try things, to implement things, uh, and, and can exercise that power. And I think that with caseless specifically, um, I really believe that, this, that having two tournaments, I don't know, maybe more tournaments, uh, mandate case disclosure this year was the right way to go about it. And the reason for that is that I do believe that the conversation last year, uh, due to the initial way that it was implemented, um, was um, – bias isn't really the right word, but wasn't being based in anything concrete. Uh, and I think that the only way that with, with something like disclosure that it can work is if everyone buys in. Uh, otherwise – it doesn't really make sense, at least, at least as, it, as it exists now. And the reason for that is that people had, were so dead set in their opinions one way or the other that I don't know that there was going to be any additional people buying into case lists uh, without it being a mandatory thing. So that way at least they experience it, they can draw opinions from it and take it from there. Yeah, I got absolutely tired of talking about it. Um, mm -hmm. I didn't participate in any of the discussion on Jim's blog for that reason. I, I was tired of just talking about it theoretically. I mean, I can't. And even though my the article I wrote attempted to to predict what would happen, um, it, you can't predict what's going to happen. And, mm -hmm. and everyone was just making predictions based on and tainted by their own view. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so it, it, we were just going around in circles with nothing. So and with the only example of it being the Green Hill tournament from last year, um, who could blame the people that were against it from being against it? So um, right. I mean, you got yeah. to keep just in mind, too, that, I mean, for me, the Green Hill having it last year is meaningless. Just, I don't think I sent anybody last year. And so I have no real experience of it. And even if I did send anybody, although I don't remember doing it, it's far send, away. He didn't send anyone yeah. last year. I mean, it's far away, and it was nice, and I knew it was going on. But, you know, I sort of patted it on the head, and it went away. And um, we never saw it again until uh, this year uh, when John... Uh, brings it up now you know it's 2,000 miles away from Texas and you know 20 minutes from, well you know twice as much as that from my house so all of a sudden it becomes a more important issue for me so a lot of us were just coming on to it um mm -hmm. for the first time uh so I can understand how those who were at Green Hill a year ago and already had all those I remember the arguments taking place I just wasn't a part of them I mean we talked about it here wasn't that the very first discussion that I think that was we the, talked I think we did talk about season it here, premiere here but I mean, on, there was no there were no scars at least yeah, on my part because I wasn't there I didn't care I mean I, I admit it you know it didn't affect me you know so now all of a sudden it affects me not just because I'm going to the tournament but because it's I start to see that is this and this is a good question I mean is this something that we're going to see more and more of and you know if in fact we are going to see more and more of it then it behooves us to know what it is we're going to see and so far i would say that what we're going to see is a lot less uh has a lot less impact than what i was expecting 
I mean, now having you know studied it and watched what was going on and talked to you know my kids who were there, um, the the results of having it um, were much less um, than than I expected, which is a good thing, I guess. You know, I mean, it's, it's radically different from what I thought. I mean, that's the other thing. It's an education process, and it's a long-term education process because, yeah, there's a lot of LD in the country, and it takes a while. Yeah, you know, there's a hundred people at Green Hill. Yeah, so yeah, this was a sample to, set uh, of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and and there's other potential. I mean, there's there's unseen effects as well. How many kids are at home that weren't at Green Hill that got, right. that now get to look at it? On the flip side, how many big programs now are are stocking their 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 tubs full of full of uh, getting all their card cutters to cut every case and to cut every card against every case. Um, you know we don't know what's happening. Um, I know my team's resting today. <laughs> well, well, the other thing too is how many LDers are going to start thinking they have to run something new every round and therefore run really really stupid arguments. Sure, and that might and, happen, but it will back it will backlash. Yeah, oh agree. yeah. Well, and those the, kids aren't going to win rounds anyway. So, right. So. And, the, and the connected thing is how many people. This, this is something that actually I, I uh, when I do the survey at the end of my term, and I want to know how many people came stocked with tons of cases and the belief that they had to do that because I did not get the impression that people were. Blasting out new cases round after round after round to avoid, uh, you know, the impact of disclosing their cases. As as I as has been the case for the last three years, where my I mean, we've been disclosing for three years. We came to the tournament with one affirmative case, yeah. one negative case, and we never changed it. Now we have some, you know, some we we did some work during the tournament and we wrote a new affirmative case, but that's up there now too. I mean, it's not. This is probably I, a good time to congratulate Beats for coaching only the second closeout of the Green Hill Round Robin in this history. Oops, sorry. Thank you very that's much. Nice, <laughs> Congratulations. Um, it's one affirmative case and one negative case, but anyway, go on. Uh, yeah, it. it, uh, it I, the effects of disclosure and being open about what you're running. I mean, we. Part of the reason we disclose is because we want people to make the good arguments against our case because we want to know what the good people are going to say against our case. I mean, the, it's it's rounds where no one knows what each other is talking about are awful to debate in. My, my and judge. Is, awful to judge. Oh, judge. oh God. But, yeah, your you know, flow looks like you finger painted it. <laughs> my debaters come back from a round where a kid had no idea what they were talking about, and they were like, this was harder to do because I didn't know what they were saying against me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, pe- I think that that, that people will learn that it's that good debate with good argumentation and and people understanding each other's positions is a good and more it's a more fun way to debate and it's a it's it's uh it's just better that way i i think well, this, i think this brings up the other half of i mean the big other half of the discussion to me um, which is that having the wiki provides a database of what everybody is saying about a uh, topic. And to me, that's a, an invaluable resource because you can really get a sense of the ideas that are being run. And if you're you know, a good debater, you're going to realize which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad ones. Not that you're going to you know, prep out and write blocks for every single mm-hmm. thing you see so much as just get the drift. Because let's face it, there's only so many things you can say. I mean, sure. I don't care what the time. Yeah, you come up with really crazy stuff, but for the most part, you're going to come up with stuff, and uh, yeah, that's fairly normal. And um, yeah, maybe five or six basic approaches. I mean, yeah, this is not the first time nukes have been argued, and the things sure. that I've heard, except for one, um, which was such a ridiculous position, I won't mention it, uh, were all the things that were I heard before. You know, so it's yeah, nukes haven't changed. I mean, maybe the name of the country changes, although I don't sure. think so since the last. You're time assuming they exist, Jim. Uh-oh. I looked at <laughs> all the sources for that. I also assume things like uh, global warming exists, and I also don't believe that vitamin C is a cure for cancer. <laughs> These are all the claims made in the same places. All right, anyway. Nuclear weapons don't exist. Just, just me, though. What do I know? Um, uh, I would indict your evidence here. Anyhow, that's, believe me, I wish, I was reading something, um, where you know the the whole idea of being able to um, have access to you know computers in a round, so you can just look at the evidence online. That's not a bad thing either. Anyhow, yeah. uh, the big thing is so having a database mm-hmm. is a good thing. I mean, I can tell my younger kids, I can tell my sophomores. You know, you want to know what people are going to do. You want a starting point. 
here is a good starting sure. point. You know, so this, I think, is valuable. But this brings up the questions that Chris has been raising, and you might want to just explain them again, which is uh, what is the impact of having this database uh, beyond uh, you know, the two months where we have the topic? Yeah, the... The, the brunt of what I'm trying to say here is not a philosophical objection to the uh, case list itself. It, it's more or less an implementation issue. Um, when you stick something on the internet, and I think this is something that not a lot of people have a terrible amount of appreciation for until it blows up in their face, it's on there forever. You can't take it back. And essentially, the way the case wiki is set up right now um, you're basically requiring high school students to put work under their own name in a context that is very easily misunderstood by people who are not in debate. Um, debate tends to not have terribly many boundaries. You have a very free expression of thought, and you say a lot of things that you may or may not believe because they work within the framework of your argument. Um, yeah, everybody has to defend both sides of a resolution, and. So the the danger there and the the potential harm, which is Im impossible to quantify, it's an immeasurable risk, not in the sense that it's really, really large. It's just literally immeasurable. Um, we don't know how much of a risk this is, is that, you know, someday, five years, 10 years, five months or so, um, some screwy case position gets found by the wrong politically motivated person and does politically motivated things with it. Um, best case scenario, a debate coach gets fired because their kid in Oklahoma argued socialism or their kid in Massachusetts argued capitalism. Who knows? Um, in worst case scenarios, a lot worse than that. Um, you know, Elena Kagan's senior thesis at Princeton became a huge political th football because they wouldn't release it. And the Justice Committee and the, and the Senate wanted to see it and wanted to know what she thought at age 22 and felt that that had a bearing on what kind of Supreme Court justice she would have now at age 54. You routinely have political and public figures smeared for things that they said when they were in college and before. And I just think that this has too great a potential to turn into one of those targets. Um, you know, there's, there's a little too much danger in here and having it identifiable by name in the public Internet. You know, I think that I'm just going to say one thing on this because I don't admittedly have a fully formed opinion. I think it's a valid point. But I do kind of wonder about the larger issue that – isn't really being discussed, which is that we live in a world of social networking and social media where this is not unique. In other words, um, with things like Facebook and stuff like that, uh, everything is online, right? If people write, run truly outrageous arguments, somebody is going to mention it online. Somebody's going to record it in a video, somebody's going to write it in a post. It's going to be there. Um, I don't know that that in any way answers what you're saying. But my point is that it seems like this is part of a larger phenomenon of, of us, of, of human beings having their lives recorded online. And I don't know if uh, restricting a case wiki really is going to do anything, you know, really does anything to, to solve that problem. I mean, I guess it contributes to the issue if we think that these things are being recorded permanently. But I don't know. It just feels like, it feels like we're, it's almost like the that, issue or objection to a case wiki is almost like dealing with the case wiki in a vacuum and, and ignoring the, the larger implications of the social media, social networking world we live in. I don't know if that does anything to further that discussion. Maybe it doesn't well, at all. It's something I've been well, here's the thing. There's, there, there's two sort of aspects of it. First of all, it's not an argument against a case wiki. Yeah, sure. It's an huh? argument against our case wiki, the sure. way it's set up now. Hmm? Um, so, you know, again, it's implementation. And the other thing is, is, you know, right now we're sort of in an apex point where things are bleeding online all the time and there are negative consequences to that. Um, in the case of like videos and pictures and things mm -hmm. like that, they're not searchable. You know, That's you true. can't, you can't Yet. Google. So there is sort of an inherent um, barrier Yet. there. The other thing is too, is once you have a tournament and a director and a coach mm. mandating this stuff be put online, then you have a whole nother you know, field of issues get pulled into play than if it was just some kid posting on Facebook on their own motivation. Um, you know, there you have adult responsibility. Mm -hmm. There you have us not only sanctioning it, but mandating it. And that becomes a very big kettle of fish. 
the other thing too is, you know, they, even though kids and coaches and whatnot are cavalier about these things, there is an existing legal structure around these things. You know, if you go into a tournament in the state of Massachusetts and you videotape a round, which is a fairly common occurrence at debate tournaments, with minors in the room without having prior written consent from all the minors' parents, you are breaking the law. We discovered that and, with the VBD video once. Yeah, you know, the hard way, right? Mm-hmm. And you. You know, that's been in place for 20 some odd years. And um, so, you know, whooping out your flip video camera and just taking an innocent thing, innocent picture, you're breaking the law. And so I think we're kind of at an apex point now where everything seems public and it seems that the trend lines are inevitably pushing us to be more public and everything's going to be recorded and everything's going to be searchable and I'm going to be able to have the DVD of my entire life and watch the entire thing at some point. But I don't think that trend line can possibly continue and I think there'll be a very severe retrenchment. Now, are there other aspects and there are other methods by which damaging material can come out? Absolutely. There was that, what's his face, the policy coach. um, Bill Shanahan, Yeah, it mooned the judge and then mm-hmm. it, it ruined his job and destroyed the program eight months later. Um, but do we want to have a mandated and sanctioned vector by which this can happen? I, I think that's kind of a separate question regardless of how many other sources of uh, uh, of risk there are. So do you, does the technology exist, for example, to have a wiki where you could write the names for the season and then – archive it afterwards where you don't have the school names affiliated with it? I mean, is there a way to erase the names from the internet? Isn't there a permanent archive of it somewhere once you you put it online? You have to do two things. Um, You have to put it through a very light, permeable, but existent barrier. Um, As soon as you put something online that's public, Google snaps it up, the Wayback Engine snaps it up, and it's on there forever. So it's not enough to scrub it after the fact and remove kids' names. Um, so you need to basically make it password protected. Um, as I said, that can be a really weak barrier. Um, you know, it can be a wiki page where the login is debate and the password is debate. Um, and that's going to stop no debaters, but it's sure going to stop Google. Um, and so something like that, you do have to change the password reasonably, but it will, that will stop 99% of the problem right there. And then I think we kind of do have a responsibility that once the uh, topic is dead to go through and scrub it of any personally identifiable information. I don't think we really should be in the business of keeping high school work linked to the name um, going back. The, there's all kinds of issues with that. Um, the sort of funny aside to this whole issue too is that there's a quirk in uh, copyright law. Um, that says that if you read out a speech, if a speech is delivered orally, copyright does not apply to that. But if a section is published before it is read, um, if it is disseminated by public, you know, by written word beforehand, then copyright, like any other written work, automatically attaches. So if a you good have a reason kid, to not post the case. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, so in a way, if if the, everything posted to a case wiki is posted after it's broken, we're good. But some kid could go back and demand that that be removed as their copyrighted work, if as long as they posted it to the wiki first in Catch Twenty Two kind of thing. <laughs> it's one of those weirdnesses. Yeah, but I don't even think we have to worry about that very much. All right. Yeah. Seems to me we should put a password on it then, and and scrub the names afterwards. Yeah, yeah there's I, no disadvantage to doing either of those things. Yeah, I don't see the problem with either of those things. I think it just takes a little bit of work, and it can take a, take away a big potential problem. I think that Wikispaces probably already has a password protect option. Does sure. it? Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I would imagine sure. that there are some closed yeah, wikis. Where is the wiki located? This is a. The uh, who owns wiki. Dot, this is NDC uh, National yeah. Debate Wiki.debatecoaches.org. Okay. Wiki. Debate okay. But it's hosted by debates yes. or wiki spaces. Yes. Yeah, but there has to be a function to be able yeah, to. Yeah, there has uh, to. Be. Yeah, there is. Password protected. And <clears throat> I agree. There's no. I, I don't see any. I mean, I'm not looking at this. If I wanted, I, like I say, I like a database of ideas. And five years from now, when nukes come back, but it will not matter in the least who ran it. That won't be That's right. the thing. It's only yeah, going no to be this the evidence at the time. And I would like to be able to keep that if at all possible. I mean, I, I, I grant, I mean, there is a certain, I mean, I remember, I mean, Aaron has addressed uh, some of what Chris is saying. Um, 
one way or the other. But the fact is, it never disappears as a potential problem. You know, it may, you know, we say, well, it's the, you know, okay, we're the percentage of the problem we can say is a smaller percentage or whatever, but it's, it, all you need is the once and then you're screwed. And so, you yep. know, just to eliminate the problem altogether with virtually no um, other issues rising from having eliminated the problem, it seems like the way to do it. And the impact can be very severe. I mean, we had to answer questions to our administration about the Bill Shanahan incident and the mooning the coach. Yeah. You know, they that happened. Yeah, that and, was viral. Everybody knew about that. That went way right. beyond the community. And so it that took one to... one drop trouser, and all of a sudden, every high school program in the in the world had to justify itself. You know, that's why the debate community needs to just have a better. They need we need to be better at PR. I mean, yeah, yeah. the NFL should have been the well, maybe not the NFL, but CETA and CETA and and, and I think it took place at CETA. So CETA, yeah, should it was have, CETA. Yeah. CETA should have been in front of the story, not try to hide the story and think it would never show up. Well, part of the problem is it broke in August, and so colleges and people were all buried at camp sure. and far yeah. away from. Well, it happened, yeah. but it happened in in May. I mean, the, I saw the video right mm-hmm. after it happened, and, and yeah, but uh, I think it became a news story like late July. Right. And, yeah. That's right. That's yeah. right. It it did. But I mean, I'm saying that CETA should have, you know, ah, uh, yeah. seen it coming. Come out yeah. in front of it. In, in yeah, front of it release something in April. Yeah, 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 and just say this was an unfortunate event, and and then, then try to defend Bill because, you know, that, I think that would be part of their job too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. That was okay. Well, I mean, so are we saying that we're really going to do? I mean, you guys are. Well, John, you're still there at the Debate Coaches Association, right? I, I will recommend – I mean I think that's a good point. I actually th- – I was going to send Chris an email afterwards. I Chris is much more articulate on this point than I am and I, I think, Chris, that if – I know that you have the blog post, but I think that an email written to the board of the NDCA would be very good. In other words, okay. just an email outlining the concerns and explaining why you think this is the best way to address them and I, th- I think that it's a very healthy point to bring up and it would be something I would be in strong support. And it doesn't of. inhibit the process at all. I agree. So all the people in favor of having case disclosure, nothing we're talking about there. Um, affects I mean, particularly because um, I think this is a valid concern. And I think that if this is a concern that some people are having and it's holding them back from, you know, being at least receptive to a case list, then certainly this is something that's easy to, to uh, accommodate. And I think it makes sense, ultimately. Well, yeah, well, if you go to wikispaces.com slash site slash features – at the bottom, or not at the bottom, about three fourths of the way down, that you can have public protected or private Great. keys. Look at so. that. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I'm just going to summarize one of the questions um, and maybe paraphrase it, I guess, and switch it a little bit. But do we see this as going beyond the couple of tournaments that we're talking about? Maybe somebody else will start doing this, but do we see disclosure as something that will be at most tournaments or some tournaments or just a handful of tournaments in the future? Any any feelings about that? Well, once you get a critical mass, tournaments don't really have to mandate it anymore, do they? That's right. So, and, and, once, mm-hmm. and once people just see it, as it I, in an ideal world, people would just be open about what they're running. And I think that has uh, more to – that might be a generation of debaters down where you have you – know, but um, uh, the, the, my hope would be that there would never have to be mandates or anything like that. People would just do it and, and be open about what they're running. And, but I mean, and, do you think anyone else will start doing it um, like this year, next year? It's possible, but I think that this goes back to what I said over the summer on your blog when people were making this, they said that there was a concern. I mean, well, you know, obviously for the sake of full disclosure, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> it's not a concern for mine if other tournaments adopt it because I think it's a good policy. But uh, uh, but one but at the same time, uh, the reason why I'm having all this feedback survey and this this attempt to to really get a discussion going after my tournament is that I think uh, once people have experienced it once or twice and really know what it's all about, it's good to have a discussion. And I think that if the community as a whole completely rejects caseless, I guess they'll go away. On the other hand, I have a strong suspicion that. Um, folks who are coming into it opposed 
will leave, if not in favor, at least willing to think things over once they've once they've uh, experienced it. And you know, the debate the debate community has a history of tournaments trying things, um, some of them succeeding them, some of them not. You know, there was a day when we had assemblies after every round. There was a day when mutual preferences were an extremely rare thing. There was a day when some tournaments had their own resolutions, uh, you know, and, and other, uh, unique to their tournament. That wasn't very popular. That didn't catch on. On the other hand, the mutual preferences, the posted schematics, the, the uh, posted brackets and things like that, those did catch on. Or so, judges disclosing their rounds. I mean, that's another good example, yeah. That's a huge one. That's where, a big change. I mean, JW, for the longest time, uh, I think at least as long as I've, at least 10 years has been putting in the TOC packet, you know, that judges are strongly encouraged to disclose their decisions. Um, but it hasn't been except for the last maybe four years where everyone truly got every round disclosed to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that... You know, and now they even do it at NFLs. Uh, at, at, once you get into break rounds, they disclose. I think they used to not do that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. at least round seven and eight, they didn't. Um, so you know, I think that that things can trickle up and down. Um, mm-hmm. uh, disclosure, I think, being one of the things that trickled up, um, where tournaments are now, where it's almost an expectation. Uh, but things also trickle down too. But in the policy community, um, according to Aaron, I mean, they hadn't necessarily uh, mandated disclosure. Is that true? Or am I misreading it? I think, uh, I think it that, evolved a little differently. From uh, college. Right. It evolved from college policy. Where it was so, I mean, the high, sc- I mean uh, high schools, then uh, some tournaments disclose, some don't. It's not every tournament. No, everyone just does. Everyone just does disclose. Everybody like, does it doesn't it. matter if you're going to a tournament that enforces it or not, people just do right. it. But are you There's doing it as that, in, you know, here's like what I'm going to be running? or is When it they read the something wiki? new, they just put it uh, on, the case. On, on the wiki. And even, when, even back when I was coaching policy debate and there was no wiki, um, a lot of tournaments would create case lists. Um, they would just, um, um, I remember preparing for tournaments where a field report would be put out and people would just all get on an email list together and share what they were running. And even uh, still what people do is just say, what are you running this round? Right, that's what I was about to say. That's something that's, that's uh, not quite there in the LD community yet, even among, uh, among many people who are in favor of disclosure, but that's very common in policy. Well, it seems to have to, I mean, just in terms of I can win the round because you can't find the evidence in time, you know, because I'm running something very odd. So, I mean, it just cuts to the chase, allows people to actually have a debate, you know, if nothing else. Yeah, I think people don't. It's it's just not an it's not an issue of going and finding a whole bunch of stuff that you can as much as you can as soon as you find out what someone's running. I I think that debate tournaments would be miserable if people did that. If, if I mean I would be miserable if the expectation on my team was we would look at everyone's wiki and go prep and find cards against. Every, I would never want to do that. I mean we. Yeah. And I've no very, 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 very few. I can probably count it on less than a hand. Um, how many people actually do do that? Where they go and they prep like that? It it, it would be a miserable. It would be a miserable sure. experience. So, and I think most people uh, who take that approach are not top. No, they're not top teams. That's what people don't seem to understand. This goes back to what I was saying about this whole idea that the top programs are writing a thousand cases and they're all breaking them out and they're gonna they're, this huge machine is gonna over that's just not what happens. It's not what happens. It's not what happens in any format of debate, right? I mean, that's just not you. you what tends to happen is great debaters of any size program, big, small, whatever, are debaters who know their own positions inside and out and are good debaters. Period. I really believe that. Regardless of the style of debate or whatnot, I, I, it, in my experience, it has been relatively rare that the top debater is, is you know, uh, pumping out case after case after case after case. That's just generally not what happens with top debaters. Yeah, one of the fundamental constants of our activity is the is the base laziness of most coaches. And you this can is really true. Rely on that. Well, this group we certainly past being debate coaches. Damn yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, we've actually gone. I think the limit of the amount of time that we do a show. It's been a long time since we've done it. We've been over over about fifty minutes now. So that's pretty good. Cool. Um, and I think we've. 
I think we've sort of come to relatively, uh, you know, some conclusions. I mean, that it the, I think we know what disclosure is now and know that it's not this horrible thing that um, anyone needs to be afraid of. It's a little different. It's a different wrinkle for LD, but not a terribly different wrinkle and probably helps uh, people a little bit so they can find out what people are going to be doing. Um, and that the body of the wiki as a whole is definitely useful, but we need to protect it a little bit from uh, the outside world. And uh, it doesn't seem that that's that hard to do once we decide to do it. I think that's agreed. <laughs> okay. Well, gentlemen, it's been fun getting back together. We'll be doing this every week, I hope, for the Excellent. foreseeable future because we've got so many things to talk about. It's true. Um, like I say, we have to, well, there's more on judge preference. There's the whole list of resolutions for the coming year. Which are, we already vote. I mean, I sent the votes are in, right? We, mm-hmm. we can't, uh, we can't influence those reeds in the wind who listen to by, by next week. Right. Because I think, uh, I think you, there's still like two days left, right? Two more days. Okay. Vote for my resolutions. <laughs> I have to admit, I mean, as usual, there's like there were, what 10 resolutions and I like five. I'm okay with six and four of them. I'd rather just uh, jump off a cliff. So, right, Jim, did you get the email that Aaron Timmons sent out uh, regarding judge preferences um, he before did. the tournament? Okay, so oh, right. is it posted? Yeah, the no, three, no, he did also because the Hennes kids were there, so he got that even okay. though he wasn't physically the tournament. Okay, then you should maybe post that to the to the uh, to your to the um, view from tab website. People can take a look at what what they what they. On, they on, this was on disclosure or on. That uh, was no. the. Uh, remember that MJP thing that we've been discussing? Oh, uh, yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, the, the, the various numbers. I mean, we've talked yes. about that for um, uh, going into well, Yale. Uh, so, um, yeah. Oh, I yeah, missed I have lots of thoughts the on it. The folks already do, so we're all in. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah. um, we'll actually, we should probably talk about that next week because, I mean, that real issue of those random rounds. Um, especially but yeah I, that'd be a good thing to talk about so i'll post that I'll, I'll dig that up and we'll post that and we'll start talking about that next week sounds great good. Sounds okay excellent. thank you everybody and uh see you next week adios good night good night